I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to The Good, The Dad and The Ugly, the podcast by dads, for dads, and for anyone else interested in the topic of fatherhood. We think becoming a dad is a pretty fucking big deal. Maybe the biggest deal you'll ever go through as a man. The problem is that blokes are not always that good at talking about stuff and sharing their feelings. So we're here to redress the balance. But don't worry, it's not bloody mum's net. This is blokes talking about stuff. Important stuff. Dad stuff. The good and the ugly sides of it. I'm Seth, a first-time dad, and I'll be joined by my pal, Jamie, a soon-to-be dad, along with a different guest on each episode. And this is essentially our month-by-month account of what we're going through and what's on our minds as we foray into these unfamiliar, joyful, and often choppy waters. Choppy waters. Choppy waters. Welcome back, everybody, for the second episode of The Good, The Dad and The Ugly. It's me, Seth, your friendly host. And of course, Jamie's here again. Hello. We tried to get rid of him, but he just kept coming back. Yeah. Actually, we're in Jamie's studio, so actually, we're the ones that keep coming back. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything, but yes, welcome. So a lot has changed since the last episode. I am officially now a dad. Woo, well done. Um, thank you. Yeah, it was all me. Do you feel different? I do feel different, yeah. There's something about that moment when you hold your child in your hands the first time that kind of changes you, I think, and your perception of the world. Yeah. But, I, you know, I still get annoyed when I watch the football and things like that. To it, Just to introduce our guest for this second episode. Who, who, who is your daddy and what does he do? We have with us Will Clark-Smith, who is a friend and confidant of Jamie and myself. It's good to be here and nice to be those things. Uh, <laughs> Seth, I think we met in the first logic class of our philosophy years down at Sussex University. Jamie, I've met kind of through university friends, sort of mutual friends. Um, and yeah, as he will tell you quite a few times, I actually met him two times, I maybe three before I actually remembered his name and... And that we'd ever met. <clears throat> this is true. This is it's, true. It's I, he well. introduced himself to me like three times and every time I was like, well, I've met you. It's because I'm very We've polite. A good night I'm together. a polite, I'm a polite man. That's no, you're so. weird because of all the things that you might, you know, throw at Jamie. Forgettable. Yeah, forgettable's not one of them. <laughs> yes, it is. Definitely is. What? 100%. He's just jealous I'm taller than him. That was all it was. Yeah, I think it is. I That's like, had, blocked it out. I did. I had like some sort of mental block where there was a man that was taller than me amongst our group of friends. And, you know, 
So, oh, yeah, so, yeah Will's five foot one and Jamie's five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> Will is uh, sort of senior creative and, and director at a, a small ad agency. So, Will, your your daughter's Freya. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Freya Isabel, and she's eight months. Well, she turned eight months uh, a week ago on Saturday. So, yeah, she's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was about a week and a half after we recorded the last episode. It was a Friday and it was due to going to work. And, um, well, I didn't because it all kicked <laughs> off. Um, we sort of knew from the night before, actually, that it was sort of heading in that direction. But it's quite difficult for, for you know, knowing that you're actually in labour or that your partner's in labour is quite difficult. It's a quite a difficult thing to work out because it, it's all so new. And the feelings that you have, like the, the contraction and stuff, they're quite similar to other, you know, kind of contractions like Braxton Hicks or whatever they're called, type things that you haven't had in the past. And so it's quite difficult to sort of ascertain this is actually what's happening. Alice said to me, I've been having these sorts of weird kind of feelings, not emotional kind of feelings. <laughs> you sure? They went a long time ago. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, physical pains, let's say. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this, you know, let's see how they progress, I guess, just like maybe time, time them, time the distance between them. Um, so I think it was about 11 o'clock in the evening. We really started to think, hang on, this is, this is it. But it wasn't that painful for Alice at that point. So there wasn't really much I could do. So obviously I went to bed, um, but, obviously. <laughs> but not before strapping on the tens machine, which is, uh, uh, I don't know if people are aware of what it is, but it's like, a, do you know what it is? No, I have no idea. It's, um, it's I've like never a, seen one. I've, I've heard of them. I've never actually seen one. I mean, be careful like not to sort of get these out in public because it does look like you're strapped up with like a suicide bomb vest or something. Okay. And in fact, at the hospital, I was actually kind of, as I was, <laughs> I, re I really, we went, so we, I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit. Yeah, but when yeah. we got to the hospital, Alice had it strapped up onto her. And of course, also this like big sort of bulgy thing in front of her, which is obviously the bump. And I was like, if someone was a bit suspicious. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I strapped on the tens machine and I and I went to bed. What? Sorry, what is it? You haven't said. Oh, what it sorry, is. sorry, yeah. sorry. So it looks a little bit like a bomb vest, yeah. but it's got like little kind of electrodes or something in it, and it gives you like a small electric shock, and you can turn up like the 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 voltage basically, so it gets more and more painful. And the idea is, is that you start it early on in your contractions and at first you don't really feel it. But as the contractions get stronger, you increase the intensity and it's sort of a distraction thing. So it's not It kind actually... of confuses the nerve signals. So basically, because it's like focused around the back, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. like the nerve like that send the signals from the kind of the uterus area mm. can get blocked off by this other signal coming right, through. Right, from right. Interesting. Machine. And, and, and so you say you strapped that on. That's, I thought you were wearing it. Oh, right. No, that would be great. Why though. are you wearing this? <laughs> I put that on. Alice went out into the other room to watch Netflix and I went to bed. And then in the morning, she woke me up and yeah, she was like, yeah, they're still coming and they're getting more regular and they're getting more painful. And I was like, okay, this is it. I better like email my work. And then she started getting annoyed with me because I was on my computer. She was like, what are you doing? I was like, I've got to tell work. I'm not coming in. I've got to set up my out of office. Um, so this was, you know, obviously like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. One of the first things that we did when we were both sort of up is called the hospital just to sort of see what we should do. And they said what we, we thought they were going to say, which is stay home as long as you can. That's the best yeah, advice. Yeah. As long as it's not too painful, stay home. 
So we took that advice and they said, give us a call in a couple of hours and let us know like you know, if anything's changed. So that's what we did. And we just, you know, Alice distracted herself by bouncing on one of those big balls. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Hang on. As I said that. I... Oh. Um, no. Uh, well, you know, you know the one. Those kind of balls. Ex exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the reason why they tell you to try and stay at home as long as possible is because, you know, if you come in too early and they check you and you're not sufficiently dilated, then there's a chance they're going to send you home, Ugh. which is like the worst thing. Yeah. Both of us were conscious of that. So we're like, let's just try and stay here as long as possible. Um, so yes, a couple of hours later, we gave them another call. They said the same thing. A couple of hours after that, we gave them a call and Alice was like starting to get quite like, you know, she was in quite a lot of pain by that point. But again, they said, if you can stay home, we still recommend it. And so we did for a little bit longer, but then it got kind of got to a point where we were like, no, it's, we should, we should go in now. <laughs> so my mum and sister drove around and took us to the hospital and yeah, went, went up to the labor ward to kind of be admitted. And the funny thing is they didn't think that she was that far along but did they do the checks they did but didn't the midwife say to you something about how like they could see in your face like how oh yeah yeah so like when yeah because when we got there i remember like because yeah you, you meet a lot of midwives before you actually kind of at the experience happens and i just remember vividly one of the midwives saying when you go to the labor ward the other midwives will look at you and they'll be able to tell pretty much by the woman's look on her face is she about to give birth and I vividly remember when we got there, they just looked at Laura and they just went right straight, get into Really? That. Yeah, yeah. They were like, she's just, about to blow. She's about to pop. Yeah. Oh, they said they were going to look at, they looked at your face and realised that yeah, you were like, this guy's shot. a fussy old. <laughs> get him out of here. Get him out of here. He's not going to last. But so what, did they just like, look no, at yeah, they didn't believe her. They, no they, way. Or, or, but obviously she didn't know if she was definitely like in you know, the final stages or whatever. It's, it's so hard to tell, isn't it? That's the, the thing. The, yeah, the midwife sort of saw that she observed one of the contractions. Mm. And obviously that contraction was... Because they, they, they sort of vary in the intensity. Massively. At yeah, that yeah. stage. And so she just evidently witnessed a fairly, like, you know, okay one. And so it was like, yeah, this, this girl's a joker. She's mm. probably like, you know, probably not even... She's probably not even pregnant. <laughs> And um, <laughs> she's got a bomb vest strapped well, yeah, to her. Say, check her vest. <laughs> so, like she said, right? So, okay, I'm going to check you now. I just want to sort of ask you beforehand, like, if I check you and you're not, you know, you're not like fully in labour, shall I do like a, a membrane sweep, which is basically in order to kind of progress things? Mm -hmm. I didn't really think that much of it. I have to say, like, I, it didn't because I was like, so convinced that it was all happening. Yeah. Alice was like, "What? You're trying to tell me that this isn't labour?" Like, <laughs> she was like. This is so painful. Mate, if I was Alice, yeah. I would have just laid it on thick as soon as I got in there. I would have just like, no matter what the contraction was being like, I would have just gone, like, if they're judging yeah, it on contraction. So Jamie, yeah, are, you, no, are you saying to, gonna, are you advising I'm advising women, women to, to pretend yeah. that they're more in labour yeah. in order to swamp yeah. our yeah. crumbling NHS exactly even further? Yes. Yeah. Can I just say, <laughs> don't do that. So she, yes, yeah, so she didn't believe her, but then obviously then she did check her and she was like, you're mm. six centimetres. Okay, so we were like, I was like, is that a lot? Yes. Is that a lot? Well, you need to be at 10. You need to be 10 centimetres. For what? For, for the, the baby to, be, to, come, for the baby out. to come out. Right. And so, oh, right. For, oh, right. Yeah. She said six centimetres. I was like, crack it. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> That's exactly what I want to hear because I don't want to be in the hospital any longer than I have to be. I'll see you later. Yeah. I'll be back in four hours. Yeah. Done. So we were like, okay, so how long can we expect to be in here for? 
And she said, well, what we do is we'll, we'll check you again in another two hours. And what we hope to see is that you've dilated another, sorry, another four hours will check you. And we hope it will be two centimeters. So we're like, what? So we're going to be here for another eight hours. So obviously Alice is like, give me the epidural. <laughs> yeah, yeah, standard. I can't do this for another eight hours. No. And I don't blame her. How long has she been going by that point? Well, since All the night, night. So this, yeah, yeah so this yeah, was so... about like, um, this would have been about two o'clock in the afternoon the next day. So it'd been going for like over 12 hours. Yeah, it's a long time. So it's a, like, yeah, it's a long time and it's hurting. And obviously... So like, a lot so, of Netflix. I mean, you get a, a whole series Netflix. done on that. She did, didn't she? she could I, watch I a whole think, series. Did she get like close to doing a whole series? She did, of like Gilmore Girls. Or yeah. Oh, what of all the... I shouldn't say it. Can we cut that bit out? I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. <laughs> what, the Gilmore Girl? That's the thing you're going to get in trouble yeah. for. So much good shit on there, there's Gilmore Girl. Um, so they said, what we say is, it's going to be like two centimetres every four hours or whatever. I was thinking, it's not, because it's just not. Because you're a doctor. Because it's yeah. happening so quickly. I didn't think it would. But had, yeah, I, I suppose, I suppose. But oh, it happened so... like that quickly, like, because 12 hours is quite a long time. Yeah, but it, the, it, it felt like it had progressed, progressed quite very quickly. quickly. Yeah, yeah okay, it got cool. to a point where it was like really painful quite yeah, quickly. Because yeah. we didn't really talk about like, like birth plans or whatever. But mm. our birth plan very clearly stated, you know, we'll try and do it you know, in... Oh, natural. Yeah, I certainly, like, don't kind of look down on people for wanting it. I mean, if I was going through that pain, I, I'd oh, probably... Oh, 100%. Yes. 100%. 100%. Like, yeah. But the thing is, is that, like, you have the option at, like, a lot of these hospitals to go into the midwife-led units or whatever, where they're really good and they kind of, like, they're, they're you know, without the doctors who kind of tend to kind of come in and stick their nose in and, and kind of slow things up. And they're, they're very encouraging and they kind of help things progress as quickly as possible, which is kind but, of what you want. But also the midwife-led unit will actually take the time as well. That's kind of like one of the key differences because like sometimes in the labour ward, the doctors actually want to get things done quite quickly. Yeah. So they can actually try and hurry things along when exactly. actually you just need to let this thing kind of let run it its happen. course. Yeah, exactly. But in order to sort of stay in the midwife-led unit, we wanted to go to the pool and stuff and mm. all that kind of stuff. You can't obviously have the epidural. No. Once the epidural, you it's standing. like, yeah, you've yeah. got to be in the labour ward. You've got to have the anaesthetist in there. It's all... So Alice was like, give me the epidural. And I was like, well... It's not in the plan. And it's like... <laughs> I bet you have missed a popular... Well, no, but that. the thing is, though, they say that you should try... Like, it's kind of your job as the dad to try to speak for both of you because yeah. you agree stuff beforehand about what you want. Yeah. And at the time, obviously, when it's you're in that much pain, you know, you don't necessarily have all your kind of faculties. I've got to be very careful about what I say here. But you don't... You, it's, it becomes hard to sort of make the choices that you wanted to make. Yeah. So I, I was like, let's try and do it the way that we had it written down. If she'd have asked again, what would you have said? What about the epidural? Yeah. Well, she did. She was like, I want it, 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 I want it. <laughs> but, but it wasn't just me. It was the... But how long did you let her say yeah, that? Yeah, how long did you, you let her go, I want it, I want it, I want well, it, I want let's it. Let's wait until your next let's contraction like and, see, and see how we go. But she did really want it. And then the, so it, but it wasn't just me. So I think if it, would, if it was just me, she would have won the argument, let's face it. Mm. But the midwife, the, the sort of main midwife who was there on call at the, on, at the time, came in and gave her this pep talk and was like, come on, you can do it. You've got it on yeah. your birth plan. Most people, she was like, most people come in here and they have the birth plan and they can't do the birth plan because things go wrong. You've had the perfect labor so far. Like, yeah, yeah. just, just, just keep like, going. go with it. it will, otherwise Brilliant. it's going to slow it all up. She yeah. was like, all right, all right, I'll do it, I'll do it. So we got in the pool and we were doing, like, I say, yeah, we, we were doing the gas and air. So Alice was doing it and then I was doing a bit. 
Um, <laughs> it was yeah, how was that? Is it a proper nice little high? Yeah. Was it like? I don't know. I've never done anything like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe you had to like it. <laughs> uh, to, uh, well, have you ever been to the dentist? Yes. <laughs> right. So, right, so like that, yeah. yeah. Or have you ever done balloons at a party? Yeah. At five o'clock in the morning? No. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like that as well. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, it's quite fun. We were listening to the National. Yes. Nice. What track? What track? Uh, we had on um, Fake Empire, I think. Yes. No. Well, that no. is the best. It, Best track, by, the best track by the National. Well Fine. done, good choice. Yeah, oh, I think Great so. Choice. I think so. So I was having a great time, but Alice was getting more and more. You know, she was getting more and more. You're having a party. Yeah, and so the gas in there was kind of working to an extent, but it was, it, you know, it, it's. It's supposed to, again, it's a sort of a distractionary thing. It doesn't really kill the pain. It's supposed to just sort of confuse your brain into thinking that you're not in excruciating pain. And so it was sort of not really working. And you've got to time it right as well. You've got to do it at the right moment. So it sort of peaks mm. as you're having the height of the Like contraction. any drugs, really. Yeah. 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 Well, I wouldn't know about no, that. Neither, no, neither would um, I. Then Alice said to me, what's the time? And I said, 3.30. And she was like, what? I thought I'd been in here for like two hours and it's been like 10 minutes. She's <laughs> like, right, give me the epidural. No. And then there was a bit back and forth like that and then we were like, okay, she means business now. Yeah. Oh, so you, you, did, you did go for it. You... Well, basically you realise afterwards that that is the classic moment when they're like, right, no fucking about now. Let's fucking get <laughs> Stage one to stage two. That is exactly. Yeah. That's when nice. you're transitioning to like the final yeah. stage. That's when the adrenaline kicks in and everything goes yeah. pretty mental. So we were getting her out of the pool, getting a little wheelchair thing to take her around to the labour ward and call the anaesthetist and all that kind of stuff. And as she's getting out of the pool, that's when the mucus plug dropped out. And I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> but also, what like, was it like? It's really like dark red, the color of like head blood, oh. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's mucusy as well. It's got like an edge, a residue of kind of like <laughs> snot. <laughs> So <laughs> yummy. Yeah. <laughs> so I fished that out and saved it for, Standard. for later. So she got up and then she was like walking and the midwife had said to her, do you feel like the sensation to like poo or anything like that? Or do you feel you need to push? And she was like, no, no. <laughs> I realized afterwards she was saying that because she did want to feel like pooing and need to push. But she was worried that if she said that she did, that they wouldn't give her the epidural. So she yeah. lied. Oh, so they See, got the so lying thing works. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, yeah, for so long. Well, they, yeah, exactly. They find you out eventually, Jamie. Yeah. She was walking towards the wheelchair to sit down for them to take her through. And then she said, oh, like I can kind of feel something. And she said after she told me that she wasn't going to say that, but she was like, I can't lie. I can't lie about this. She was like, okay, I'm gonna to need to check you. So she checked her and she was basically like, yeah, the baby's coming. That period was like, probably like 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah. And it just went, just zoomed by. And then at the end of it, there was a baby.
So it's happened. I'm here with the baby. Hello, baby. He's just sucking your little hand. I mean, I've literally never been so amazed in my life. Alice was amazing. The midwives were amazing. It was incredible. Now we've got this lovely, beautiful baby. You can hear her breathing. Big up yeah. Alice. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. And baby girl, and you called her? Eliza Neve. Eliza Neve. Eliza Neve. Well, we quite liked the name Eve beforehand. Yeah. And in fact, we quite liked the name Neve. The, the baby arrived on December the 23rd. And I said, oh, if it, was, if it was the day afterwards, we could have called her Eve, Christmas Eve. Yep. And then someone pointed out, I can't remember who, I think it was my sister. Well, why don't you just call her Neve? Because it's like nearly Eve. Did you cry? I don't think I did cry. I, I mean, it was incredibly emotional. It's an incredible feeling. And I, I, the, the two kind of overriding emotions were that I was incredibly proud of Alice for having kind of yeah. gotten through this incredibly traumatic experience. And obviously overwhelmed, there was this baby mm. there at the end of it. And they left me alone with the baby because Alice had to kind of... Go and have a shower and kind of clean up and stuff. Yeah, we'll say that. So we talked about Bad Dad before and I think he's got some good tips for us guys out there. And uh, since we've been talking about labour quite a lot, here are Bad Dad's tips on labour. I am your father. Hi, it's Bad Dad here and I'm here to give you tips for labour. Uh, the first one is to not stay at the business end of the birth. The main reason for this is for moral support with your wife. Eye to eye contact is very good. It also dramatically reduces your chances of seeing poo. And what has been seen can never be unseen, so it's very important. A second one is downloading Football Manager, which is a classic football management simulation game onto your iPhone. Labour is really long, but mobile football manager can be played extremely sneakily during contractions and can help you pass the time while also keeping you mentally alert for any situations which may arrive. My final one is hypnobirthing, which is a technique which really puts the women in control of the birth, which ultimately takes a bit of pressure off you and a relaxed father is a happy mother. And that's all from Bad Dad for now. I'll speak to you next time. Bye. Did you go down the other end? I didn't, because I couldn't. Alice got on the floor on this kind of, like, really flat beanbag. I don't know why it's so, like, flat. It was like, well, that, this isn't going to support anybody. Mm. So I ended up having to basically, like, lie, I like, like wedge her. my body behind her. So that she <laughs> you were a doorstop doing, doing this, this labour. Yeah. Essentially, I was lying back, prostrate. <laughs> With like a, a moist towel so I could like lay on her head. And that's, that's what I was doing. The rest of it was just supporting her. Good man. I was sort of looking from her perspective and I, can, I could kind of see the baby kind of poking its head out mm. after every or during every contraction. And obviously all the other stuff that was coming out at the same time. 
I saw the other day that Jamie Vardy's wife has is basically eating the placenta. Oh right. yeah, yeah. And, but she's okay, getting him in right. placenta pills. Mm. I didn't know that was a thing. No, it's disgusting. But don't you think that's more money than sense now to kind of get them crushed? If you're going to do it, just do it. Eat just it. Fry it up. Just right there. Fry it up. Yeah, don't yeah. even bother. Fry it up. up. Eat it. But to get it crushed up, put it like I just think it's like another Make bit it into of a pate or something. No, it's like placenta a, pate. Could be quite well, nice. See, there we go. See, I reckon someone would buy that. Like Brad Pitt, definitely would buy that. Why Brad Pitt? Other people's. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like they're the kind of people that would maybe. have all the money to do. Paltrow. Yes. Get something like there we go. That. And then put it in a sm- put it in a Nutribullet. Yeah. You know, there's like no real evidence. Or actually, I, I say this. I, I haven't actually researched. Got cassettes back in the building. I assume yeah. that there's no real evidence that it actually does anything. The reason they do it is because, like, obviously, back in times immemorial. And this is what other animals do as well. They eat the placenta to stop predators from being able to uh, come and find you. Right. So Ooh. they do say that that's one of the reasons. And also it does put in a lot of nutrients kind of back into the system, if you will. And it will stop predators trying to come and yeah, yeah. kill you. Which is really yeah. important. Yeah. Right, yeah. When you're at King's Hospital. Yeah. And top the of the food chain. Camberwell, yeah. it can get quite hairy. Yeah. Um, if you're carrying around a placenta with you. 
And so Freya wasn't in her in the little. No, no, no. We kept her with us the whole time. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. It was really weird. Like, I guess after like it all happened, she just kind of never left either of us. Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> but it was more like I kept on looking at this thing to put her in. I just thought, oh, she just seems like so on her own, and in yeah, like this weird little plastic kind of thing, and like nothing. That, obviously, there's nothing wrong with it. Because then the other weird thing that I found, I don't know. If, I mean, maybe because you didn't stay, you didn't notice this. But like, did Alice just have like tons of energy straight? after the birth because I was so tired yeah yeah she was she was hyped afterwards yeah after going through this traumatic experience there's like this massive kind of rush of like endorphins and it's incredible isn't it because like normally absolutely rushing really yeah 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 I was quite tired (laughs) Um, was it really hard no Jamie like seriously this is a point actually and for guys that are listening they should understand that this will happen because it's very weird when you're in this situation where your wife or girlfriend has been through what is an incredibly physical like like time like and you know obviously it can last for 15 hours or it can last for four hours whatever whatever happens it's an intensive physical period of time and yet they come out the other side of it (laughs) skipping away whereas the dude like the man always ends up just being absolutely exhausted because they've been through this emotional roller coaster yeah. what did you do that night that you went home did you just go home and sleep or did you I went strapped up to the tent to... machine <laughs> <laughs> no my I yeah <laughs> I uh, watched a bit of Gilmore Girls and just <laughs> chilled out. Chilled out. Chilled out. Chilled out. Chilled out. Chilled out. Strapped up to the tent. Yeah. 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 No, I went to my parents' house because my dad made curry. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. What do you have? Um, actually, I say he made curry. I thought he'd made curry when I was leaving. When I got there, it turns out he'd bought curry. Oh. Yeah. You saw the box in the bin. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> Exactly. No, he didn't try and disguise it. It was, it was, it was obvious. Plain as day. See, my dad, I always thought it was quite funny because every, every like mate I've had who has had a child, they all say, yeah, we stayed over, stayed the night. And I think about my dad when he, He's always told the story that on the night when I was born, he went home and got a Chinese and had like one ton soup and just sat there. On his own. And I was like... And had a whiskey. That's quite liberty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Smoked a cigar. Yeah. So what was your first night at home like? It was, it was yeah, it's, it's kind of, um, it's daunting because you, like you say, you're suddenly... Because I suppose when you're looking at it from, like, say, uh, uh, well, from my perspective at least, but maybe a male perspective, we haven't had this child growing inside of us yeah. for nine months. We know that it's coming. We're aware that it's coming, but we obviously haven't had that kind of that physical bond yeah. that the woman has had with it. So suddenly, you, like you say, you've got a child. You've kind of got this tiny little person who you have to look after. So it's incredibly daunting. I remember driving back from the hospital and I drove about 10 miles per hour. Which is probably every, more dangerous than it is yeah, to drive Yeah, it's true, it's true. Going over Good every point, speed bump, yeah. like so slowly. 
How did you find that first night, Seth? It was great getting home, but definitely that first night trying to sleep is like one of the most sort oh. of like nervy things. And it was Christmas Eve, so you were just like really, really excited <laughs> to see was, if Santa exactly, had come. So. Exactly. I was trying to balance it. Double he excitement. Put the, he put the mince pie out and everything. Did you? Yeah, oh. obviously. I always do. Fair play. Uh, I didn't. It was, it, yeah, you're, you're very jumpy, let's yeah. say. Obviously, every little yeah. kind of like peep that comes out of them, you're like, <laughs> is she okay yeah <gasps> well the weirdest thing I found is like she was making quite a lot of noise and they do breathe in kind of quite a strange noise yeah and um, you were like shut up and then, but then as soon as they stop you're like is she alive is she alive yeah. what's going on you like dash yeah, it's over exactly that. it's yeah. exactly that you're like please just be quiet and then they're yeah. like what's wrong and how's the breastfeeding going like have you like not just that but have you tried any of the uh, breast milk um so the breastfeeding is going well, mm. and yes, I've tried breast milk. Yeah, yeah, and um, it tastes fine yeah. as far as I can. Make I'd out. describe it as weirdly metallic. Mm. Why do you think that is? A lot of iron it must be, must be, yeah. yeah. But it does change. It's very sweet, but very it's it kind of sweet. like very metallic. Straight well. from the source or bottled? No, bottled. I don't think I've got the suction power that the, <laughs> the child has to get it out to get because they, you they can't latch. They tell you that like, this, this little baby is very, very weak, right? It can't really do anything, but what it can do is it's suck latch. the light. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really goes through it. Um, so and it's like a hole. Their whole sort oh, of face contorts yeah, yeah. Into, the, into the breast, buries its face into the breast. I've never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> yeah. So and not from the source, but just from the bottle. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's all right. Because you had like some difficulties with the breastfeeding. Yeah, I mean, I think it just um, weirdly because you have lots and lots of talks and lessons about all the labour and everything that's going to kind of come with it. But you don't actually really get told that much about breastfeeding. Like in our um, NCT class, and we had a very good teacher, we had kind of one session that was about breastfeeding where she really kind of like did strongly say, this is going to be difficult. But you know when someone says, this is going to be difficult, you're like, yeah, it'd be fine. You know, we guts this. Yeah, but other people, it'd be yeah, difficult. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> other people, it'd yeah. be fine. Yeah, I'd say that that was a lot, lot harder than yeah. the labour for us. But then obviously we had very quick labour and it, was, it wasn't it was too bad. So yeah. I think it's, you know, these kind of things. You know, I think it's just, yeah, there's so many unquantifiables about it, aren't there really? Like, yeah, just... I mean, I'd, I'd say if there's one thing that I would say as any piece of advice to anyone is just go and get help sooner rather than later. Jamie is quite a kind of tech savvy guy. Quite cool. He's up with all the kids, I would say. Yeah. For that very reason, he's sort of volunteered himself to sort of try out all the funky dad technology or dad tech that's out there. First of all, there's a lot of apps which are kind of out there, but the best one was actually put on to me by a mate of mine, which I've installed on my phone, which is what you do. And it's called Sprout. Has anyone heard of that? Have you heard of I've Sprout? I've not heard of Sprout. You heard of Sprout? No. It's kind of cool, right? So you put in your due date and then it gives you, I'm showing it now, but it's free and it gives you a visual representation of what your baby will look like. And then it gives you facts every time. So you can click on one and it will tell you that, oh, feel kicks maybe more prominent at this stage and you may now feel many of these movements. And obviously this is talking about the mother, not me. And then it also tells you what size it is and compares it to a fruit. So it's now zoomed out and shown me a 
Whoa, actually, I hadn't done this one before. A size of a banana. That's quite That's big. not right. Surely 25 centimeters. That's not a banana. And it tells you some other stuff. Like the next one I scrolled down was vaginal discharge. Right. Which again... Are you suffering from that? I'm not at the moment. Yeah, and then you've got a journal thing in here, which I'm not bothering with because I'm a bloke in it. So I don't do that. But um, I guess for girls, this would be quite good. But I think that for guys, it's good because- Well, it this, kinda... is, this is a, it just demonstrates, again, why we're doing this thing. Yeah. Because where is all the stuff for us guys? Yeah. Uh, what stuff were, well, were no, you I hoping think, for? I think think it would just be like one that just sort of says how you might be feeling like every week. So and the football scores. Must, yeah, yeah. The football scores. <laughs> just combining them together. <laughs> And then you've got other things like a weight tracker, a kick counter, and a contraction timer. So it's good. I've had some fun with it. And um, yeah, I recommend it. So that's a good good app. It's called Sprout and it's free on the App Store and Android, whatever that's called as well. So if you want to sponsor us, then obviously... Yes, we're here. We're Shout here. out to the Sprout. What's the situation on nappies as well? How are you finding... Like, Has there been any like punamis as I've heard them called yeah. before? Yeah. I think I've actually I've done a little home recording oh, yeah? of a particularly nasty incident. Well, maybe we should listen to that. Hi, so um, it's uh, about seven o'clock in the morning and we just had quite a hilarious pooing incident. I discovered last night when I was changing her that... If you give her a little tickle while you're changing it, you can sometimes squeeze out the last, get her to squeeze out the last little um, remnants of poo into her dirty nappy before you change it so that you don't have that situation, which happens a lot, where you change them and then they shit immediately in the, in the next one. And like often, like, you know, the, the shits aren't like human, like us, human, they are human, but they aren't like adult shits. They're not like, like if I shit my pants, there's no question about it, I would have to change my pants immediately. But with babies, um, young, you know, newborns, the, the kind of shit that they shit, you know, it's, it's kind of quite liquidy. It's not essential given the absorbency of the, of the, uh, of the nappy that they, they change it. But when you've got them up on the change table, the last thing you want is if they shit in it immediately because you feel like, well, I kind of have to change it now because it's right here, I've, everything's set up. So, yeah, so I, I realised yesterday that you give them a little tickle and they'll just squirt out the last little bit. Um, so anyway, I applied this theory this morning when I woke up, but it backfired spectacularly. So I gave her the little tickle and sure enough, it kept coming far and out. Um, but the thing is, is that it just didn't stop. And then it's like, oh, it keeps coming like that. And, and, and you I'm just grabbing more and more cotton wool. And I kept having to sort of stem the, the flow and like plug the. Um, I mean, I, I was. I can't really complain too much because I, I didn't actually get shat on. Uh, yeah, so that's that. All right, bye. But it was it was it was messy. Will you bloody love it, mate? I was the nappy king. Like I honestly, I felt. To, and it goes kind of back to the breastfeeding a little bit because we were like struggling with the breastfeeding and then it a lot of pressure on Lauren to 
do that I just kind of thought right if there's one thing I can do that's my zone it's like I will just like own these nappies and like yeah, I'm just, I was a bit like that as yeah because well. it's to, like there's you so you can't do anything there's with so depression. few things that a man can do like effectively when it comes to very small children or babies if you will and for me I was just like right like nappies I'll just be on it every single time I'll do it I'll do it Hey, do you know what I saw the other day? I saw someone sent round on WhatsApp an advert from India, which is vaginal tightening gel. Basically, it's, it's like a national a TV advert mm. which is going out and it's, it features this, this girl starts saying, it's almost like a Bollywood kind of number. And she starts going on about how she wants to feel like a virgin again. And okay. it's basically this gel, which, which apparently is tightening for vaginas. Obviously okay. completely bogus. I feel like a virgin. Did you guys talk about the massage? Like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was... Because uh, obviously if you can loosen, then maybe you can tighten. Yeah, but loosening with a massage is different to tightening with a gel. Oh, yes, it's true. Oh, yes, it's true. Oh, yes, you do. Oh, yes, I do. Feels like the very first time. And it's called 18 again. That's what it's called. I mean, I, there's so many levels of wrong on that. That I is think. really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what the active ingredient in that gel is. Whatever it is, if it actually worked, you'd have to question the safety of it. Yeah, definitely. Because whatever it's doing to your insides can't yeah. be good. No, it's <laughs> you don't want to get it on anything else. <laughs> no, like, don't put it on your eyes. Your eyes start closing up. Feel like a virgin. 18 again. Vaginal tightening and rejuvenating gel now in India. Question. Where does everyone stand on bump picks? In what respect? Like the 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 update of girls taking pictures oh, of their right. bump and putting it on social media. Well, I mean, as you know, I'm not a big fan of doing that sort of stuff anyway, so I'm against it. Okay, well, but you are against anything going up on social media, yeah, really. So. But I think particularly, I don't know. Look, I if, I think that I people, don't know if I can't work out if they're really lame or quite nice. I don't think they're lame. Are you doing sequential bumpies though? So that way when she's born, you can show like... Okay. Well, that's what I mean. That's kind yeah. of what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, but if you're doing that for yourself, then that's great. Yeah, you oh, should no. do it. We don't take pictures for ourselves. <laughs> take pictures to show everyone else how great we are. Yeah, my point exactly. <laughs> Would you like to get pregnant slash give birth slash breastfeed? Any of those things. Do you feel like you're missing something? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Like, I know, obviously, it's an incredibly painful and difficult period. But as I was saying before, I think in terms of, like, how a woman um, or, you know, Lauren got to bond with Freya before she was born, I think that's, like, to me as a man, it seems kind of magical. It's something completely different that I'll never know. So I think in terms of experiencing that, yeah, of course, I'd like to sort of, like, see what that's like. Is there also a part of it which is connected that you just you think it's a bit unfair that they get all the credit. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be nice if there's something that only dad could do? And you'd be like, yeah. Mate, that's where nappies come into play. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. And I like you like to think that you're the only person yeah. who could do that. But. No. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. I think it's also just kind of like, it's a different perspective, which I think is always interesting to have. But then, don't get me wrong, like, I am very appreciative of being a man. Mate, getting to kind of I'm do... so relieved. Yeah. Every time I hear any story or see that one born every minute or hear that... I am so happy yeah. that I don't have to do this. Mate, I, like, totally. I, I mean, so psyched about that. I think if you asked me, yeah, like, and probably put me at that point when the baby's about to Fuck come out, I'd be like, that. yeah. 
honestly, fuck that. I'm not doing that ever. And I'm, like, you know, Wait until you have to do the perineum massage and your fingers start aching. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Then you'll know. Then I'll know. Yeah. Is. Then I'll know. <laughs> so I think that about wraps it up. Thank you very much, Will, for joining us. Thank you. Nice to be here. Next pod, I'll have had our 20-week scan, yep. which is tomorrow, in fact. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. So Best of luck. Which I don't see as a big... I never thought was a big deal. Are you going to find out the sex? No, not going to find out the sex. Why not? I don't want to. Okay. I, as I said in the last pod, I feel it's like opening all your presents at once. I like to leave one under the tree, just for the last... And I know there's a lot it's of... It's only one present, though. Yeah, but it's, the, it's a good one. <laughs> Listen, yeah, look, the amount of people who are giving me know, shit about this. Dude, the amount of people who gave me shit for finding out. Yeah. Fuck you, hate it. 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 Because Freya doesn't really look like me as a baby, but everyone, pretty much, nine times out of ten, yep. says she looks like my brother. Yep. Joe. She does. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Not saying anything. <laughs> Remember, you can get in touch on Twitter and follow our movements at GoodDadUgly. And also, we'd love it if you could rate and review the podcast on iTunes, just so we can kind of get the word out there. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.